everybody. Welcome to the Activate Podcast. My name is Jillian Pelkey, and I will be sharing the word with you today. If you'd like to catch past episodes of the Activate Podcast, you can get to it by searching on iTunes or SoundCloud, Activate Jillian Pelkey. We're going to get right into the Word of God together, but first let's bow our hearts before the Lord. Let's ask the Lord to come and to move in our lives. Let's pray. God, I thank you for who you are in all of our lives. God, I thank you that you are God and I am not. Because God, I know that I am not perfect, but God, I know you are. God, I know that you are a strong tower and that we can run to you and be safe. God, I thank you that you are a rock that does not move. God, I thank you that you are the same yesterday, today, and forever. You are the same God that was available to my great-great-grandparents that you are to me today. And God, I thank you for your stability. God, I thank you for your wisdom. Lord, I thank you that you don't change. God, I pray that your steadfast truth would seep into us just a little bit more today. God, open our eyes to be a little bit more in awe of who you are. It's by your spirit, God, that we can see you. So I pray that your spirit would just rain down on each and every one of us. Lord, I pray that you would open our understanding to understand you more. Thank you for who you are, God. We thank you for your son, Jesus. And in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Today we're going to be taking a look at the book of Psalms, chapter 12. And right there in the very beginning of Psalm, chapter 12, is where we're going to hang out and stay. But let me read to you this whole long Psalm, chapter 12. It's only eight verses. It's actually short. Uh, We're going to read the short portion of Scripture, and then we're going to go back and hang out right there at verse 1. So Psalm chapter 12 is written by King David, and the Bible describes King David as a man who just loved the heart of God. A man who wanted to follow after the things of God more than the the things of the world. He followed after God when it was unpopular. He followed after God when he was made fun of. And he was also a man who made mistakes and and lived a human life. But here's King David writing this psalm. And here's what he says. Psalm 12, verse 1. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say... But our tongues, by our tongues we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who even is Lord over us? Because the poor are plundered and the needy groan. I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who wish to harm them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver purified in a crucible, like gold refined seven times. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. Let's go back and take a look at verse 1. Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. I've been doing the Activate podcast for many, many, many weeks, 70-something weeks to be exact, and I never, ever miss a week of doing it. I've set it as a priority in my life, a priority not only in my life but in my heart that this is what I do. I feel like God has asked me to do it. He has assigned this as an assignment to me, and I'm happy to carry out this assignment. 
And week after week, faithfully, sometimes even at 11.50 at night, I'm uploading a podcast or whatever I have to do to make early in the morning before I leave to go somewhere, I make it work. And last week, I didn't record a podcast. And what I love about God is that he remains so faithful and so steady even when we have our ups and downs. He's that rock. He's that constant. And when things in our lives seem difficult, we go to this word, help, Lord. Help, Lord. We run to so many other things when we feel like we don't feel steady in our, our hearts, when our hearts feel wavy or, or our lives feel wavy, they feel like uh, we're on a, a boat and we're, we're a little nauseous and a little seasick from the waves of life. Have you ever been there where you feel a little seasick from the waves of life? You know you're on a boat going somewhere. You know your purpose. You know the intention. You know that eventually you'll get to shore. But right now, you feel a little nauseous and seasick from the journey. And that's kind of what I was going through last week. I was going through that heaviness of the journey, but I was also going through extreme exhaustion of just having gone through lots of different uh, periods in my life of, of things going on. And help, Lord, help, Lord, are the words that need to roll off of our tongues. Because there's no person like the Lord There's no cure like the Lord. There's no healing like the Lord. There's no wisdom like the Lord. And if we can set ourselves before him, he has answers that we cannot come up with, solutions that we cannot dream up. He knows the intentions of every heart of every person in the human race. I love how Psalm 12 talks about the human race. When we begin to take a step back and look at the human race, God understands the human race, the human heart, the intentions, the greed, the passion, the joys of our hearts. And so our first step in any time of nausea in the journey is to say, help, Lord, to set ourselves before him. We talk in Romans and in lots of New Testament books about our lives being a living sacrifice. If we are a living sacrifice before God, we put ourselves before him and we say, here I am, God. We don't just say, here I am, God, at the altar call at the end of a really great uh, preaching time at at a church service or or an event or a, a conference. We put our lives before God in the moments where we feel tired. We put our lives before God in the moments where we feel nauseous from the journey, sick from the journey, sick of it all. We still come and we place our lives and we say, here I am, Lord, a living, breathing sacrifice to you. I no longer want to live in myself, but I want you to live through me. Help, Lord. God, you have the balm to fix my aching heart. You have the joy to restore my soul. 
I'm not supposed to have it. I'm not supposed to have it. There's a freedom in that, that I am not providing for my own needs. God's providing for my needs. I'm not just talking about monetary needs. I'm talking about my emotional, my spiritual health. God provides everything that we need. It's in him that we live and we move and we have our being. If we're having all of this come from our own strength and our own wisdom, then one day it will fall flat. Psalm 12 talks about how the words of the Lord are purified, that they are steadfast, that they are right. Our commitments can waver. Our commitments can be put under pressure, but the Lord stays the same forever. His word can be trusted. And if he says, go and do a podcast, go and do a podcast because he's going to provide everything you need to do it. It's not on your shoulders. If he says, go and do such and such a thing, he's going to provide all that you need to do that thing. When you say, help, Lord, when you recognize who he is versus who you are, you're not the one in charge. He's in charge. And if you could do it on your own, then you won't be depending on him. He wants you in a place where you're depending on him. Help, Lord. He's Emmanuel, God with us. God with us, walking alongside of us. Do you sense him and feel him right now with you? Is God with you? Is he Emmanuel, God with you? He's God with me. Is he God with you? Not only is he Emmanuel, God with us, he is a God who sees. He is omniscient. He is everywhere, all at the same time. He's a God who sees it all. And so in in Psalm chapter 12, it says, Help, Lord, where we should all sit every day. Every day before our feet hit the ground, we should say, Help, Lord, God, this Jesus, this day is yours. Jesus, come and, and, and move in my life today. Jesus, this day is yours. Psalm 12 one says, help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. What a moment of desperation. But this is a moment of desperation that's vocalized to the right place. It is vocalized to heaven. It's vocalized to the Lord. It's not vocalized on Facebook. It's not vocalized in an email. It's not vocalized to every single person you come in contact with. It's vocalized to the Lord. Lord, help. No one is faithful anymore. David here is not feeling surrounded with victory. He's feeling alone. He's feeling alone. Help, Lord, I'm alone. In my faithfulness. Help, Lord. The loyal people have vanished. Crickets, crickets, crickets. There's no one around. It's just David. God, I need your help. And God brings him to that place to call on the name of the Lord. And does the Lord come through? Of course. Will the Lord come through in your life? Of course he will. Because his promises are true. And if God has led you somewhere, he's going to give you the strength to continue. He's going to give you the joy to continue. If you call on his name, help, Lord. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are saved.
Help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with their lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. David could see through the things that people were saying, the yes men that were all around saying, oh, sure, this, oh, sure, that. But he knew that in their hearts they didn't mean what they were saying. They were flattering to get their own way, to advance their own agendas. But deep in their hearts, they didn't fear the Lord. Help, Lord. I see through all the fake. Help. And then he makes a suggestion to the Lord. He said, Lord, uh, could you silence all these flattering lips and, and all these boastful tongues? He says, God, these people are saying things uh, that, like this. They're saying, by our own tongues we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who is Lord over us? He's telling God the things that people are saying. God is Emmanuel, God with us, walking shoulder to shoulder with us. He's also God uh, who's omniscient, who sees everything, who knows every heart. But David's saying it to him anyway. Here's where we need to find ourselves. We need to present ourselves to the Lord as living sacrifices, and we need to present our problems to the Lord. Stop trying to fix your problems on your own, because the piece of wisdom that you need can't be found in your human brain. It can't be found among the human race. It has to be found in the presence and the person of Jesus Christ. And how do we find that? Through prayer, through presenting ourselves to the Lord, presenting our problems to the Lord. Lord, help! Here's my problem. Right out loud, spelled out black and white. Here is my problem. David uh, in Psalm says, Why so downcast, O my soul? Let all that's within me praise the name of the Lord. When we begin to put our problems before the Lord, you know what they do? They begin to, number one, they begin to shrink. Because in the presence of God, everything else grows smaller because God is so big. Because God is so perfect. Because God puts everything into perspective. When we set our minds on eternity, when we set our minds on heaven, on things above, on, on the spiritual world, the things of earth get smaller. So we present our problems because, number one, in the presence of God, we get a, a, a great perspective. We present our problems to the Lord, number two, because he has more wisdom than we could ever obtain as a human being. Our problems get smaller, and our wisdom is laid down before God. God, what would you have happened here? You are the God who sees every single part of this situation. I'm sacrificing myself before you tell me, God, what to do, and I'll listen. I'm leaning in, God. I'm cupping my hand against my ear to hear the word of the Lord. God, what would you say? What would you do? God, whatever it is, I'll go and do it. God, I'll ask for forgiveness. I'll humble myself. I'll walk through the murky waters. I'll walk through the hard way. Wherever it is, God, that you send me, whoever it is I need to apologize to, God, whatever it is I need to do, I am a living sacrifice before you. I need your wisdom. God, what do I do with these people? What do I do with this situation? God, how do I walk through this life? How do I walk out the assignments that you've placed in my life? So number one, when we get our, our problems and we bring them before the Lord, help, Lord, uh, we begin to see how big God is and how small our problem is. We get perspective. And number two, we get wisdom from the Lord. Perspective and wisdom. And number three, we find a peace that passes understanding. A peace that passes understanding. 
and it can guard our hearts. Picture a little army guard outside your heart. And it can guard our minds. Picture a little guard outside your your mind. We can find peace in Jesus. Our problems get smaller. We gain wisdom and we get peace. Help, Lord. We realize that we are not in charge of this whole mission. We are not in charge of this whole thing. God is in charge. The weight of the world is not on your shoulders. The weight of your sons and daughters is not on your shoulders. The weight of your marriage is not on your shoulders. The weight of your finances is not on your shoulders. The weight of your church, the weight of your ministry, the weight of your assignment, it's not on your shoulders. Jesus' take on my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Come and learn from me. The Bible teaches us, seek me and you will find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It says, come to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things that you don't even know yet. God's in charge. So we need to continually come and say, help, Lord. Present our problems to him because he has answers. How terrible it would be to be far away from God, to be far away from his presence, to have to deal with all this on my own. I would crack in a moment. I would crack. And really, that's where I was last week. This seems a little comical, but it's a true story. I misplaced my Bible, and I couldn't find my Bible, and I've gotten into a groove where I only like this certain one Bible, and there's a trillion million Bibles around the house, uh, and there's a Bible on my phone, but I couldn't find my Bible, and I just stopped reading it. Friends, could you imagine a life void of God's wisdom and protection, a, a life void of God's peace? We think, oh, that would be terrible. We couldn't imagine all the pressures of life and all the things going on without God. And yet, it happens so subtly. It's like the, the, lops, the live lobster in a pot. The pot's getting warmer and warmer. It doesn't know that it should jump out. Or maybe that was a toad. It's a toad. It's, that's the story. You put a frog in a pot of water, and it slowly heats up so he doesn't, he doesn't uh, jump out. But that's our lives, our spiritual lives. It's, it's so subtle, and it happens so slowly. The leak of, of our, our cup being full is so slow that we don't notice it until it's bone dry, empty, and we're in a breakdown area. We need our daily bread. Daily bread is not just a, a cute name for that little devotional book you can pick up for free at most churches. Daily bread is the living word of God. It's the Bible. It's the word of God. It's our, it's our manna. It's our food. It's our, our spiritual life. And just as we wouldn't go days upon days or a whole week without eating, we can't go a week without reading the Bible Because we can't imagine what our marriages, what our families, what our lives would look like without the spirit of the living God. But many of us have slowly gotten to that place where we don't ask God. 
where we aren't saying, help, Lord. We're just so used to doing it ourselves. So easily it creeps into our lives that we begin to take control over everything in our lives just slowly and subtly. I want to encourage you today. If you have put your Bible down for a week, if you've put your Bible down for a day, if you've put your Bible down for a year, or if you have never picked up your Bible, go and find it. Go and get your word. Go and get your daily bread. Begin to feed yourself from the living word of God. Begin to open it up and read. See, you're in charge of of this moment of your day, of every day. You're in charge of that moment when you decide to close your eyes and go to sleep. You are in charge of that, not anybody else. And so before you do that today, before you choose to close your eyes, go and find your Bible and read it. Go and find your Bible and feed yourself spiritual life. Feed yourself. Help, Lord. Come before God. Begin to speak to him so that he can speak to you. Open up that communication to change everything in your life. And you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Transformed. That means you don't even look like you used to look. I am not the same person I was the beginning of 2019. I am a different human being. Because I've spent time with my creator, God. I spent time with a friend that sticks closer than a brother, Jesus. I've been in the presence of God and I can't remain the same. I am transformed by the Holy Spirit and his power. And you too can be transformed. And for those of you who say, I don't need to be transformed. I don't want to be transformed. I like myself just the way I am. You haven't looked into the fullness of the gospel because the fullness of the gospel is beyond what we could ever attain. It's a a deep love for humanity. It's a compassion for people that we can't even begin to, to have on our own. It only comes supernaturally. And God wants to impart love into your heart, a care for humanity into your heart that is not part of the human race's makeup. It's supernatural. It's being like Jesus. And so I want to implore you. I want to encourage you. I want to suggest to you. I want to beg of you. Go and find your Bible and open it up. Because it transforms you. The word of God is life. Can you go for a day without eating? Probably. Can you go a few days? Probably. But why would you when it's right here? When you have the word of God. The word of God has every, Second Peter says that uh, God will give you everything you need to live life and to live it his way. It's found in the word. Get into the word. Don't just think about, talk about, post about how much you love God. Spend time with him. He wants to speak to you through the Bible. He wants to speak to you through his Holy Spirit, right into your heart, right into your mind and your soul and your spirit. Psalm 12 says, help, Lord, for no one is faithful anymore. Those who are loyal have vanished from the human race. Everyone lies to their neighbor. They flatter with lips, but harbor deception in their hearts. May the Lord silence all flattering lips and every boastful tongue. Those who say, by our tongues we will prevail. Our own lips will defend us. Who even is Lord over us? Because the poor are plundered and the needy grown, I will now arise, says the Lord. I will protect them from those who uh, do evil to them. And the words of the Lord are flawless, like silver, purified in a crucible, like gold, refined seven times. You, Lord, will keep the needy safe and will protect us forever from the wicked who freely strut about when what is vile is honored by the human race. 
Psalm chapter 12. My prayer is for you today that you will call on the name of the Lord. And when you do, God will get bigger and your problems will get smaller. And that when you do, you will receive wisdom from heaven that supersedes the wisdom of this earth and the human race. And lastly, that you'll find a peace that passes understanding and that it will guard your heart, it will guard your life. And that you will be transformed by the renewing of your mind in Jesus and in the word of God. With him, all things are possible. That big mountain in your life is possible to be changed through Jesus. Not through the best idea you could come up with or your pastor could come up with or your friend or your website that you look up a blog on how to could come up with the best plan for your life. God has it and he wants to show it to you if you'll call on his name. If you'll run and, and sacrifice your living self in the midst of your sorrow, in the midst of your trial, when you feel nauseous on the journey, when you're on the journey and things are just really tough, sacrifice yourself to God then. Sacrifice yourself by going to him and right out loud saying your problem, God, I need your help for this. Say it right out loud to him and let him come to you and answer you and comfort you and give you all you need. He is the answer. He is the God of the impossible. He is Jehovah Jireh, our provider. He is Emmanuel, God with us. He is the omniscient God, the God who sees and the God who knows. He is everything. Go to him today and find peace. Let's pray. God, I thank you for the ways that you're moving in our hearts and our lives. I pray for those today that just feel overwhelmed and nauseous. Those who just feel uneasy on this journey, uneasy about life. God, I pray that you will open up our mouths to call out to you. That you will open up our hearts to reach out to you. God, I pray that as we call on your name, that you will answer us and show us things that we don't even know yet. God, I pray that your word would become life to us. That your word would become alive to us. That as we read the Bible, the words would jump off the page and, and, and make up a, a residency in our hearts and in our minds. God, I pray that we would live and breathe you, that your spirit would have control over our lives, that we wouldn't depend on ourselves, we would depend on you, that we wouldn't depend on other people in this human race for wisdom, we would depend on you. God, you are a God who is above everything. We pray, Lord, that your peace now would rest on every heart and every life. In Jesus' name, amen.